1: What would you like to get off your chest? Are you holding on to secrets, fears, or frustrations? We all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Don't keep it all bottled up inside. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and work through whatever is weighing you down. It's also a great way to learn to resolve conflict, change negative thought patterns, and more. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try.
0: That's D R S V O B O D A. Hello and welcome to Living with Reality. I'm Paula Crossfield, your host and Dr. Soboda's media manager. On this episode, Dr. Soboda is going to talk to us about moving beyond 2020 and give us some insight and some tips on how to open ourselves to a better reality in 2021. We hope you enjoy. If you'd like to study with Dr. Svoboda online, you can go to Dr. Svoboda, D-R-S-V-O-B-O-D-A dot teachable dot com. He has a number of courses there that you can take on demand. And you'll have opportunities in the future to join us live for other courses. Enjoy the podcast.
2: Om. Um... VAKRITANDA Maha Kaya Surikoti Samaprabha Nirvignam Kurume Deva Sarva Karyeshu Sarvada Greetings to everyone. My subject for today is moving on from 2020. And I'm recording this today on Thanksgiving 2020, a day in which it is good to be thankful for everything. And as my mother always taught me, and as I have mentioned to many people, there is always something to be thankful for because things can always be worse. And I know that some of you will be thinking, how could things possibly be worse than they were during 2020? But in fact, things could have been worse in so many ways. And if you will look back over the year, I'm sure that you can find ways in which they could have been worse. The good news for all of us is that we can, number one, be thankful that this year is coming to a close. This year is drawing to a close, and we will be moving into a new year, into 2021. And of course, this is a good time when we're moving into a new year to prepare ourselves for that new year. It's very natural in the Northern hemisphere to think about the end of the year being the death of the year. And the, the, the day the year dies is the day of the winter solstice. That's the day on which the sun is as weak as it's going to be all year. The night will be very long. The day will be the shortest that it will be all year. And after that day, the days will start getting longer again. The sun will start getting stronger again. It will start moving into the north in the northern hemisphere. And it will be like a rebirth, a rebirth for the entire year. And so this is a very good time, this period just before and just after the winter solstice. Remember that word solstice means sun stands still. And if you look in the sky, on, if you're fortunate enough to have a place to see where the sun rises every day, and fortunate enough to be able to see the sun at least periodically, you will notice if you're in the northern hemisphere that between the winter solstice and the summer solstice, the sun is apparently moving into the north. And between the summer solstice and the winter solstice, the sun is apparently moving into the south. So we have come or we're about to get to the end of one year, the beginning of another, the death of the year. And the death of the year, just as the year is going to involve, uh, or rather be reborn, we also, in a way, are going to be reborn, just as we're reborn every day when we wake up at sunrise, there's the birth of a new day, It's like being ourselves reborn. And the birth of a new year is like being reborn also. And so now is a great time to be thinking about who we would like to be when we're reborn. You know, sometimes in English, we talk about turning over a new leaf. And I think this is a, a, it's a, It's an excellent metaphor because it provides a great visual of what it means to be reborn. Because for deciduous trees, trees that lose their leaves in the northern hemisphere, for most non-tropical trees, some tropical trees lose their leaves in the hot season, no doubt, but especially at the higher latitudes, Trees tend to lose their leaves in the fall, in the autumn, and gain new leaves in the spring. So now, I think, is a very good time to be be considering what it means to a tree to put out new leaves. The tree has the experience of being cold all winter long, of being bound up by the external atmosphere that's preventing it from expressing itself bringing all of its energy to the inside and this is happening to us also as it gets darker and cooler our energy goes to the inside and that's why winter is the time when we need to be slowing down we need to be resting more we need to be building up collecting that energy so when the opportunity to express it again to be to actually be reborn and to 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 create a new life for ourselves in the new year when the time for that comes we want to have sufficient energy for that to manifest effectively so that's what the tree does during the winter it holds on to its energy very carefully and when that moment comes according to the angle of the sun um the tree puts out new leaves and i think it is very important for all of us to meditate on the degree of faith that a tree has when it puts out new leaves because once it decides to put out those new leaves it's committed it has it has collected all kinds of energy and it has produced all the things that it requires during the period that it had sun and rain and uh that it could take things in from the soil and now everything that it's collected it has to invest in new leaves and that requires a a a strong amount of faith um and that applies to a seed as well, because when you have a seed that's in the ground, that seed has one chance at life. Um, That seed is going to put out um, a root, it's gonna put out a little stem, it has two seed leaves, two cotyledons usually. Sometimes there's one leaf, sometimes there's two. But once it gets up there and puts out its leaf, it is committed it has placed its root, it's decided I'm going to grow here, and then it gives everything it's got to either succeeding or dying. And this is especially now as we move into a new year and we leave this year behind, this is the attitude that we need to have. We need to align ourselves properly with our lives, and then we need to identify, according to each one of us, our personal derima, what we need to do in this coming year, what direction we need to be pointed in, and then we've got to move ahead. And we have to have faith in order to move ahead. We have to believe that we are moving in the right direction. Now, especially after a year like 2020, it's not going to be easy for us to determine what is the right direction because we have already seen things going very much in the wrong direction in so many different ways. But things have gone in the wrong direction before. We have had much worse calamities than we had this year. Yes, we've had a pandemic, but it's not like the Black Plague in the 14th century in Europe that killed maybe a quarter of the population. Um, we've had in the United States a great deal of strife between um, uh, pol- the polar polar opposite political views, but it's nothing like the Civil War. So there's we're, we, we have had great difficulties, we've had the um, uh, all kinds of challenges, but all of these challenges have still been manageable, and it's our job to find ways to continue making them manageable. Whatever that means, in each one of our lives, we have to be able to manage as best we can and have faith in something that we're going to be given adequate support by nature, by the universe, in order to continue moving forward. 2020 has been a year of great dissatisfaction, great disappointment, and we have to find ways to find joy again. And to find real joy, real ananda, we need to have Um, faith in something. And of course, this is what Ayurveda teaches as well. Um, Ayurveda teaches that faith is urgently required for anyone who wants to become well when they are out of balance. Um, And it's not a matter of having, that it's not a matter that you must have faith only in one particular thing. You can have faith in anything. You can have faith in the doctor. You can have faith in the nurse. You can have faith in the medicine. You can have faith in the treatment. You can have faith in the medical system. You can have faith in God. You can have faith in the universe. You can have faith in trees. You can have faith in the food that you eat that is going to, the faith that it will nourish you and also transform you. You can have faith in water because we're 50 to 75% water, each one of us. But having faith in something is quite essential. And I honestly never get tired of reminding people that there are two main words for faith in Sanskrit. Those two words are vishvasa and shraddha. Vishvasa literally means a special way of breathing. V in this context is a prefix meaning special or specialized. And shvasa means breathing. So vishvasa means when you are breathing in such a way that it promotes faith. And that means when you're breathing in such a way that your prana is being properly nourished and stored in your body. So always remember the relationship between prana and vata. Vata is something is a dosha. Vata is something that creates disease. Prana is something that cures disease. Prana is something that gives us active good health. Prana is something that makes us feel well seated in ourselves. The difference between vata and prana, they're both air element. They're both involved in circulating and moving things in the body where they need to move. The difference between the two is that prana has a central focus. And that's what, whatever you have faith in, that's that central focus that will allow prana to get arranged around it, to arrange itself around it. In vata, you don't have that central focus. What you have is a focus on concern, a focus on fear, a focus on anxiety, a focus on grief, a focus on something that makes you doubt whether you will be able to move in the right direction. So it's completely understandable that each of us will occasionally feel doubt. That That is utterly understandable. But what we need to remember is that, as my mentor, Vimalananda, used to say, people die because of doubt. So we are moving into this period when we're going to be reborn, and we have to remember that we are being kept alive, not by our efforts, not by our human efforts. We're being kept alive by nature herself. And she is supporting all life on earth. She is there to support all of us. And the better that we align with nature, the better that's going to be for all of us. So now is the time for all of us to spend a little bit more time bringing our energy to the inside bringing our energy to make sure that it's circulating all through our body and how will we do that we'll make sure that the heart is doing its job properly so we have to pay attention to the heart not only in the physical sense but of course also in the emotional sense so this is why we are paying wanting to pay attention to the, to the fact that we have an opportunity for a new beginning, for a rebirth, because yes, we have had many challenges. We have had much uh, heartache during the year, but we need to be able to feel that heartache, let go of it, and then move on uh, into the new reality. So uh, the word, the other word for faith in Sanskrit is shraddha. Shraddha comes from a root uh, that also gives us the Sanskrit word "hrut, which means heart. So shraddha is faith that is centered in the heart. And uh, it's extremely important for the... Uh, the heart to feel faith, because then it will transfer, along with the blood, it will be transferring faith to all different parts of the body. To some degree, this is a literal thing, because if you have faith, you will be a little calmer. That will produce a certain pattern of uh, hormones in your body that will encourage certain substrates, certain neurotransmitters to be present. And that those neurotransmitters then are gonna go down to, and those other chemicals will go down into your tissues and produce a certain attitude in them because each of the tissues and even the microbiome are affected by our emotional state. So if you have a healthy emotional state if you, which will happen if you have faith in something, that healthy emotional state will be transferred to your entire organism. If you are lacking in faith, then instead of sending prana to all parts of your organism, what you will be doing instead is being is sending anxiety, fear, and grief to all parts of this, your organism. And the effect of anxiety, fear, and grief is to call is to cause what we call, in Sanskrit, sankocha. That means constriction. These emotions, anxiety, fear, and grief, they're very constricted emotions. They are not joyful. They are not that sort of uh, emotional energy that uh, a tree experiences when it is putting out new leaves. The tree does that because of the joy of being alive. When we are affected by anxiety or fear or grief, it's much more difficult for us to feel joy in being alive. But then that makes it all the more difficult for our tissues to feel joy in being alive. That makes them feel more constricted, less vital. And then the prana... Cannot circulate in them as well. And then there's a greater chance that we will fall prey to some disease. And now is very much not the time in the middle of this pandemic to fall prey to any disease. So it is, of course, very natural during this pandemic for there to be some concern that one might fall ill. And happily, the death rate uh, for the case death rate is very small. Uh, unhappily, it people are dying from this particular disease, and some people have, of course, the long COVID syndrome, and they have physiological uh, deficiencies that they have to, that challenge them uh, as time goes forward. So naturally. There will be a certain amount of anxiety regarding the uh regarding the condition of the world around us and whether that world around us is going to actively try to put us off balance it's natural to have that anxiety what's not natural is to let that anxiety come in and take us over. That's not natural. What is natural is to be like a tree or like an animal or even like a microbe and have faith that somehow or another we are going to move forward and get through. Having said that, it's very important not to have blind faith, which in Sanskrit is literally translated that same way, andha vishvasa. So if you have blind faith, you have faith in something that is not real. And of course, as we all know, the issue of fake news is one that has come to the fore and, sadly, is very likely to be an issue that we're going to be coping with for years to come. Not just fake news, but people actively believing in things that are false, being completely convinced that falsehood is truth and truth is falsehood. I am old enough to remember reading George Orwell's book, 1984, back in the 60s, well before 1984. And one of the tenets of the totalitarian system that was presented in the book was that falsehood is truth and truth is falsehood. And we have, we have, it, we have ended up in a place in our world where it is not so much a totalitarian political system that is telling us what is real and what is false; it is a totalitarian media system made out of totalitarian algorithms that is telling, that is creating little echo chambers in which. People are being told that what they believe is absolute truth and they're only being exposed to other people who believe the same thing. So when you are looking for something to have faith in, it's extremely important to make sure that what you do have faith in is something that is at the very least real. And what you can be sure of is that the internet is not real in the sense that a tree is real. A tree is planted in the earth. It is opening itself, expanding out into the sky. It is expressing who it is. It's not afraid uh, of who may come by and uh, have a different opinion. Uh, about who it is or what it's trying to do. It is itself, and it is moving forward according to its dharma. So when you do select something to have faith in, it needs to be something that is actually real in some way. And then you will say, well, but what about all these gods and goddesses and and." if you even the traditional religions all of those the all of those things are don't have that same kind of reality that that a tree does which to some degree is true but it may be useful for each one of us to first reconnect with something in the natural world like a nearby tree or like another plant or like an animal and to work with reconnecting ourselves to faith in the life process itself in life itself and once we have a reconnection to life In the external world, things that are actually alive, that are actually in the ground or moving around on the ground or connecting to the earth in some way. And from that position, from that position of being connected to the earth, then trying to determine what is real or not real in the non physical world, this is most likely going to be a superior way for all of us to move back in the direction of having that faith that we had when we ourselves were young. When you're a baby, you don't care about what's happening in the political world. All you care about is what's important to you, which is you need to find something to eat, you need to be taken care of, you need to to not be exposed to things that you can't deal with, you need to have your waste products taken away, and you need to have a loving person to bond with. So that's basically what we're suggesting that you do as you move into this new year. As you move into this new year, bond again with life itself, bond again with the environment around us, with nature, with that that reality from which we as individuals have emerged. Think about who you want to be when you were reborn in this new year and focus not just on who you want to be, but how you want to interact with, how you want to relate to everything that's not you, which hopefully will be in a way that is beneficial for everyone, everything that's not you, as well as beneficial for yourself. So your activities should not be solely selfish, focused on yourself. They should not be solely focused on the outside world and never giving anything to yourself. There has to be a good balance between what goes to you and what goes to everything that is not you. And there again, we have to have the faith that if you actively attempt to take this attitude that nature will respond and facilitate you in moving forward in this way and that good things will happen as a result. So in conclusion, we're moving on now from 2020. We're moving into a new year. Make sure that you get adequate rest. You slow down. It will be easier for you not to be anxious if you're moving more slowly because anxiety requires you to be breathing shallowly, breathing quickly, so that that is able to generate inside you a level of agitation that will keep you concerned instead of relaxing and allowing things to move forward as they're going to move forward anyway slow down, rest more, accumulate energy. And as the new year develops after the winter solstice, apply that energy to creating a new version of you that will interact with the world, with all of your family members, with all sentient beings in a more ethical, a more equitable way and by doing so, to have the faith that, like a tree putting out new leaves, you will put yourself out into the world with confidence, with faith, in whatever it is you have decided to have faith in. And, God willing, things will move forward in a positive way for you and for everyone else. Sotavei Jana sukino sukino Bhavantu. Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashantu Ma Kaschit Dukkabhaga Bhavet Lokas Samasthas Sukhino Bhavantu
1: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would you like to get off your chest? Are you holding on to secrets, fears, or frustrations? We all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Don't keep it all bottled up inside. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and work through whatever is weighing you down. It's also a great way to learn to resolve conflict, change negative thought patterns, and more. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash be here now today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P dot com slash Be Here Now.